Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station, and you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. I thought we would kick off today with a good headline that you may have already seen over on the Good Things Facebook group. I tell you all the time you should join us there. And this is one of the reasons, because you see headlines you may not see anywhere else. There's a wonderful ministry in Meridian, Mississippi called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. I love their mission. They say they're an organization of volunteers that build and deliver beds to children who sleep on a floor. I'm like, well, there you go. And sort of help them have a resting place to sleep at night. And fast forward, you may notice that First Presbyterian Church there in Meridian built and delivered 27 twin beds to the ministry. They also provided bedding and pillows and all the things to go with it. And if that is not something that just warms your heart in all the right ways, then you're cold-blooded and you need <laughs> you need a hug is what you need. If that doesn't warm your heart, then you just need a good old hug. Uh, but those are definitely the stories that I feel like should be flooding our news feeds and being shared. Um, it took great work, a lot of teamwork, but then also think about that. 27 children in the Meridian area who will be impacted by just having a bed to sleep in. As you can imagine, that's probably a big, a big, big deal. Sticking in Meridian. I also shared this uh, over on the Good Things Facebook group. We are wishing Miss Sadie Grace McCarty a happy, happy birthday. Um, she turned the ripe age of 100 this past week, the 25th. So that was Monday, if my math is mathing correctly, the 25th. And she was there at the Queen City Nursing Center, and she celebrated where she was celebrated for her birthday. She had friends and family, and of course, of course you have a party at 100 years old. And when asked um, what was the secret to her full and long life, her answer was very simple. She says, the Bible says to obey your parents and the Lord that your days may be long. She obeyed her parents coming up and served the Lord. And that's the reason she's gotten to live to be as old as she is, says Miss Sadie Grace. And I will be showing my daughters that this afternoon. You see Miss Sadie and what she said about obeying her parents. <laughs> you want to live to be 100? <laughs> I'm not really sure if that's what that verse intended or how it was intended to be delivered. But nonetheless. 
bless. Um, so she also loves eating good food, which you deserve if you made it to a hundred years old. If I make it to a hundred, and I don't have family who can. Um, have the means to keep me however I need to be in my home and I find myself having to be at a third party place which is fine just make sure they serve cocktails and dessert every day and because if I make it to 100 I am throwing all of my good education about how to take care of yourself out the window I have made it to that finish line of who cares (laughs) and so I want to wake up with pastries and coffee with grill cream in my in my cup Every morning, I want something fried and delicious for lunch. And around 5 o'clock, I'm going to need a toddy and another round of desserts to sort of round out my evening. And by then, I probably don't care what it's for for dinner. And I like a real roaring fire in the winter if I make it a few more winters after turning 100. How does that sound, Rano? I mean, it's, it's your dream world. You get to decide. I'm just thinking that's a lot of sugar with alcohol. Who cares? Like at, the, at, the, at the ripe old age of a hundred, that well, true. You've made it to the last like major milestone. You're not gonna. You've made it to three digits in your age. Nobody makes it to four. Miss, this is true. You are not going to make it to four unless you're from the Bible. They made it like lots of years. They even didn't make it there. They just made it into the hundreds. But Miss Ruby, uh, when Will was with us, um, and and my I am. Um, Blanking on where Miss Ruby is from, but she was celebrating 102 uh, here in Mississippi last week. So we've got a lot of ladies who are leveling up how old you can live in the state of Mississippi and having good conversations and good things to still to still share. I think I mean, and to think about living to 100 is still mind boggling anytime you really wrap your mind around that. Because that's a whole like for so for us, we would have to live to be 2083. Well, for me, you would be right not far behind me in that way. Like I can't like my daughter is class of 2030, just the just the number 2030. And it's six years away seems crazy. So to think about like 2083, I just can't imagine what the world or life or any of that would be like. It would be strange. Will we finally have hoverboards? We'll probably have flying cars because hoverboards. Sounds I mean, like we have hoverboards. Yeah, but they're not real hoverboards. They're not Back to the Future hoverboards. They're they're even turned the wrong way. Like Back to the Future hoverboards are like skateboards. The hoverboards that are hoverboards nowadays are just little wheels with motors that are turned the wrong direction. Someone mentioned my grandfather was ninety five and went skydiving on his ninetieth birthday you know that might be when i would finally i'm not gonna say i would never skydive i find it alluring it would be exciting and exhilarating i just know myself well enough that i feel like at some point between the ground and the right altitude to then jump i would back out like i feel i feel like (laughs) i would get all all dusted up to like do it and i would get to or on the plane and then i would somehow not make it out of the actual out of the actual airplane i'm like the opposite of that i i just want to find some place where i can sign whatever waiver i've got to sign to where i don't have to jump tandem the first two or three times you do it because when you skydive unless you're an experienced skydiver aka you've done it three or more times you're basically sitting in somebody's lap the whole way down 
because you're you're jumping tandem. They're attached to your back. Well, that's the only way I'm getting out of the plane. I'd much rather if I'm jumping out the plane. I want to jump out the plane on my own. So you just need your own footing. You yeah. don't you don't want to have to go like with somebody else. I could get that. I don't want to piggyback somebody out the door of the plane and then jump with them there the whole time. I don't want to trust me to pull the cord. Aren't there like multiple cords and you have to like know to pull that cord? Uh, it's usually two. You got your main chute and your backup chute. Right. So I would be tugging them both and then I would. <laughs> I mean, I'll go through the classes. I'll learn everything. you want. I'll take a test. Just let me sign a waiver to where I can skip the tandem jumps and just let me jump out of the plane alone. What is less nerve-wracking to do first like skydiving or um scuba diving not snorkeling because then you're still at the surface but like real deal scuba not scuba diving where you can come up and hold your like real deal scuba diving what would you be more anxious about uh hmm. i think scuba diving would be less risky because if all else fails, you can just take off your weight belt and surface. Whereas you can't flap your arms to slow down any in a skydive. But you get into, it's about the same level of risk if you start scuba diving in, in underwater caves. I've gone down a couple of rabbit holes on that. And some of that gets terrifying where you hit a a little ledge underwater that's like 30 feet down in this big hole and there's a sign underwater warning you don't go past here you won't come out that means well i wonder how they know someone went in and sort of didn't come out i've always said that with like cave exploration i don't care if you're um, on air or um a knot if you've ever been to ruby falls there in chattanooga and they tell the story of how ruby falls was actually found or whatever some nut job spent i don't know how many hours or days crawling through little bitty cracks within the within the mountain to come out and go oh there's this great big waterfall or whatever it may be i'm thinking <laughs> you are wired differently than i am because i i the idea of getting Getting like going's not the problem. I mean, because you can kind of like keep yourself calm, cool, like get through. It's the then you have to turn around. And what if you get like the figuring the coming back to me would be the bigger issue with that. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would be claustrophobic underwater, like scuba diving, even in shallow water, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I would just start to feel like the whole ocean. Is coming like coming in on you. See, I would rather scuba dive than snorkel, because scuba diving you're attached to your breathable air, whereas snorkeling, all it takes is turning your head the wrong way and you just breathe in a whole gulp of seawater. Jimbo says once you understand the breathing, scuba scuba is is awesome. I'm sure so is um skydiving or whatever it may be. And yes, it's still happy hour. This all may be dumb ways to die, but. A lot of folks do it every day. They both scuba dive and skydive, and they live to tell about it, and they're very excited about it. So <laughs> stick with us. we got more for you up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner. 
on Super Talk Mississippi. You've got your grand Fun fact, I did play piano. And sadly, I gave it up because I hated practicing. I was actually pretty good at it, or decent at it. I mean, I wasn't like Carnegie Hall. A virtuoso. (laughs) Apparently, I had the right hands for piano, or whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, it's the one thing... A thing, not the one thing. There are plenty of things I regret probably growing up. But it is one that I hate. I gave I gave the skill up so soon because now being an adult, I would appreciate being able to sit down and just effortlessly play mediocrely at best. I mean, I never expected to be amazing. But I do think learning to play the piano, all children should have the opportunity to learn how to read music, it may not be the piano. You play, you learned guitar, right? Uh, I I picked up guitar after learning to play bass. Because gotcha. bass is four strings, guitar is six strings. Do you, okay, it's a stupid question, but I mean, did you learn to read music with that? Uh, later, I, I taught myself bass by using what's called tabs, which. I don't even think they're really all that popular anymore. I think there are a lot easier ways to do it. But back then, you had these WordPad documents, these little notepad documents that you get on a computer online. And it would have four lines made out of dashes and numbers placed on the line. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the four lines matched up to the four strings on the instrument. And the number was which fret to put your finger on. Mm-hmm. And that was how I learned the first 50 to 100 songs I ever learned to play on bass. Then I took a music theory class, learned the circle of fifths and the circle of fourths and all the different craziness that goes with all that, and learned enough to be dangerous to where I can't quite sight-read sheet music. Like, I'm not that fast, now, especially not that fast now that I'm way out of practice and rusty, but I could go through the sheet music and notate it to where I could understand it on the fly and play it. So it looked like I was sight-reading, but I, I was just using what I knew. You know, now that I think about it, reading, I guess, notes or reading music, I mean, music is written music, or I guess is is a type of language, right? Like, I mean, it's telling oh, yeah. you something. And it, you wonder, like, who is the first person to said, let's put, like, notes on a lot? I mean, you look at it now, you take for granted, this is the way it's been done for, I mean, as long as we've been alive, and probably, you know, hundreds, I don't know, thousands of, maybe not thousands, but... Not quite thousands. Not quite thousands, but hundreds of years, Yeah, for definitely sure. hundreds of years. <laughs> it's like, who was the first fool that said, okay, let me teach you. I'm going to draw out these lines, and we're going to make them squiggly here. And you know what it looks like? kind of looks like a tab, a steel tadpole with a little flag at top. And then, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you aren't just born with like this idea that that's a note like that. Someone had to just innovate that to, to write it that way or sort of think of it that way. I mean, that in itself. And then it obviously it called on in some which way. And here we are, you know, fast forward all this time and it's a completely different language. But yet they use letters, which makes absolutely no sense. Why not just lose letters, put letters on the on the well, thing. it's letters tied to frequencies that really are only just kind of understood and accepted in certain cultures. Mm-hmm. Like the the most common C, like middle C on a piano. Isn't that the big fat one? Which is the big fat? There's a big fat note. Uh, that's the whole note. Yeah. So it's not, okay. 
And then you have the half note yes. and the quarter note and the eighth note. It's notes been a minute, and the guys. 16th notes and 32nd <laughs> notes, and you'd even faster and faster. It's been like 30 years. <laughs> yeah. But the way we learned those in elementary school and music class was the family of notes. You had the whole note was the daddy note because the whole rest looked like a hat. And then the half note was the mama note, and the the half note rest or the half rest looked like taking a hat off. And you just you get down the line like that and learn the kids and all that kind of stuff. But you you look at C. I can't remember what it is. I don't know what A is either. But there's a frequency that is accepted in the West as that is the note C. If you go to say Asia. Their C is a little different. That's why if you hear music from Asian countries, it has a different sound to it. Because they're tuned differently. In more ways than one. Well, yeah. But yeah. But that's kind of neat, though, because if you change it, well, that's like any other language. One word here means something. Somewhere else it could be you know, derogatory or just means something completely different. Or hand gestures. Or hand gestures or just any of those type of things. You kind of got to you gotta read the room. You kind of know where you're at. Jeff and Ponotox says, I play piano these days. I, I just play by ear. It's much more fun and it's, and it's cheaper. I think being able to pick up and play music by ear if you can't read music or hadn't been taught or don't have it is an extraordinary talent. My grandfather taught himself how to play in the church just by ear because he didn't have the lack of training with that. And because like for some for me, I need to read it and then like and then process it and then produce it. This idea that I could just hear it and then replicate it. I don't have that mechanism like in I mean, in my brain, maybe I just wasn't as familiar with the notes and the sounds of the notes yet to, to kind of hold that space for it. But then there's some of you who always have gone to Thomas, our, our fantastic piano player from um, from North Mississippi, who comes in here and just sounds like Jerry Lee Lewis. I don't think he, he taught his self-taught, listened to music, and then could turn around and, and sort of play that. And I'm like, how do you know all that? I do all that. That's- I mean, part of it has to be practice and muscle memory because you – you look at like a piano, left hand, bass, right hand, treble. The farther to the left you go, the lower the note. The farther to the right you go, the higher the note. So then at that point, you've got the the basic foundation. And then you listen to a song and you hear the melody go up and then down and then up and then down. You just find where that is on this gradient and pluck it out. I, I've never, I'm not at that level where I can play a whole song by ear. Like I just hear it and then play it. But there are a handful of songs where I've sat there and gone, okay, I know I know it starts here. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here to get the next note and just followed that path? That's really – see, we, we're, we have – brains are just wired sort of differently. Dan and Hasberg said Asian music had quarter steps where our music has half steps um, between notes. You wonder who went rogue. Like, <laughs> Well, that's the crazy thing is it was – music theory was – not set in stone. I mean, it's still a theory, but it's, it's pretty much at the same time, just in different parts of the world that weren't talking to each other. Which means music really is the universal language or sound or music and, and all of that. But we just then humans had to figure out a way to put it on paper. And then that's where it kind of gets um, different. And we tend to have listeners that are a little wiser in years. 
I wonder how many of them remember going to church and pulling out the hymnal and having shape notes on the staff. Oh, I do remember that. But I went to a wiser in years. I grew up in a wiser than in years church. But that yes. I have no idea how to read those. I just know they exist, like a triangle here and a square here and a circle here instead of quarter notes and whole notes and all that. Mm-hmm. And and then too, you had like you had the piano player who was up there actually reading the music and, and doing the sort of the whole thing. And then you had your choir who you know had to be and read. And yeah, it was big deal. Now, if you want to go an extra step further than piano. You no, take that's on where mine you take on the organ, <laughs> oh. because the organ has yeah. sometimes multiple keyboards, and your feet have to work at the same. And way. you got to use your feet for the bass notes. And it's usually in church the sweetest little old lady who then makes these <laughs> things that come out, and it's like you—that's your frustration. <laughs> It's but there is something find. about the power of an organ. Well, because it takes up half the building. I mean, you don't find like a baby organ. I mean, they are... Rarely. Rarely. That's got to be called something different. Uh, Hammond makes them. Nobody says, pick up your organ and bring it over. We'll jam out tonight. Like, that's not... <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> you know. I know a guy that has a Hammond organ that he, he's played it in several places. I just... It needs to be... I want it to be in a cathedral. I want it to take up half of the building, and I want to think of it in sort of that. And the, and Where that the airbox is bigger than that desk. Yes. And then, or I want it to I'm going to like the Goonies where she had to play it so they didn't die. That's the two places you see organs. Is in, Not organs. But have you ever heard an organ when they turn the power off? I didn't know they were powered. Uh the vast majority are nowadays because you got to have something pumping the them? air into the the big air box that's the bladder that pushes the air through the horns and the pipes and all that but if you turn the power off and you're holding a note down you just hear it lose air me too organ me too <laughs> that's what happens when you turn the power off on me <laughs> oh man if you guys still go to a church that has an organ you are lucky I feel like they are lost in, I guess, the modernization of, of church. Gain good things, but you lose some old things, too. And I think that's a really cool one. All right, stick with us. we got more for you coming out next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I got it right! <laughs> it's 
that last little bit that I got it right. Okay, it is not Friday, guys, so don't freak out. You or don't get excited, should I say? Um, it is Thursday, but we do have Tanya in the house to talk movies for us this week. Uh, a little bit of a day early, um, but yeah, I saw this one. This is gonna be a hard pass for me, Miss yeah. Tanya. Not going, not 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 gonna do that one. I know. I'm proud to say I have never seen a Saw movie. Me either. I've seen bits and pieces. I, you know that I, if I'm if I am correct, that is one that hadn't even come to the TNTs, the TBSs, very much or very often. Because I don't think there's much you can you can show. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's uh, you know just all sort of uh, inappropriate for cable TV still. So, yeah, for but a it's an, inappropriate for me, and I'm of age plus some, mm-hmm. so I don't think I would want to accidentally be flipping tv channels at night and land on that one dear jesus no <laughs> but it is which one is it in the in the lineup it's 10 oh my gosh yeah so i was looking up some information about it and just kind of refreshing my memory from the last one and yeah there were they had decided you after maybe just a few of these they were done but they just can't stop it just keeps coming back and back um and this one is a bit of a prequel sort of uh, the events take place between the timeline of Saul 1 and 2 and um, John Kramer who is the jigsaw puzzle man um, he is um, diagnosed with a terminal illness goes to Mexico um, to try to get this risky and experimental procedure done um, but winds up getting scammed and so that's when he begins turning the table on con artists, which I suppose is what this series is all about. I, like I said, I've never watched it, but does anybody ever Rhino make it out with all their limbs? Oh yeah, <laughs> good, good to know. But the the premise is the the guy that you're talking about doesn't like that people don't appreciate the fact that they have a life to live. Ah, that makes sense. And so if you are then to choose... Yeah, if you survive, you're going to appreciate your life a lot more than you did before. So it's not necessarily people that are doing bad things like Dexter. Yeah, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen Dexter, but he only goes after, like, serial killers and stuff. So for some reason, that makes it all okay. (laughs) Well, it just takes you out of the equation. Yeah. It's like, I am not going to be your target. Right. So I feel a little bit safer. Yeah. I don't think I am, at least not today. (laughs) Well, clearly that one's rated R. So if you're in the mood to be frightened this weekend, that's a good one for you. I guess let's go to the complete opposite. And that's if you want to go take your family to a movie. Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, is out this weekend. Um, PG, hour and a half. uh, And it features the voices of Kristen Bell, James Marsden, McKenna Grace, and Tahari P. Henson. So great voice cast um but if you're a paw patrol fan or if you have paw patrol fans in your house i think you're gonna like it oh so, you can't not go we're already planning a little play date with the little ones so yeah, yeah it's gonna be a good time so definitely uh you know that's about as far apart as in a genre <laughs> as you can get um but probably what i think is going to be there's two other releases that i think are going to be um, pretty big this weekend the first one is dumb money and we've talked a little bit about this one this is based on the true story of the GameStop stock uh, price increase that happened uh, right in the middle of the pandemic um, that kind of captured the nation everybody was really interested in um, you know seeing what was going on but 
Um, it's kind of like a classic David and Goliath kind of story, you know, where the little guy wins. Um, it is rated R. So definitely not one you want to take the family to, but it might be a good date night. Or if you're just interested, you don't have to be a stock market guru or anything like that to enjoy this movie. But if you're like me and you heard about it but didn't quite really know what what it was all about, this will be a good one. That's a quick turnaround in something that was uh, prevalent in culture and then yeah. to, to be a movie. And this is one of the first movies um, that have come out that is kind of you know takes place during the pandemic and they don't really talk about covid or anything like that but you see people wearing masks and you know just the the life that we led for a while there um and then the other one is uh the creator um this one is pg-13 and um it's about uh, it's a sci-fi action movie it takes place in the future where there's a war between humans and the forces of artificial intelligence. Um, mm. And so Joshua, a character played by John David Washington, who is Denzel's son, he um, is tasked with going to find the source of this AI. Uh, and when he finds it for, for destruction, when he finds it, it's actually a young child. And that's not a giveaway. You see that in the trailer. So, um, yeah, so a little bit of everything, everything this weekend. Um, you know, if you're whatever you're in the mood for, you're going to find it, I believe. Um, and there's even a faith based movie being released this weekend called The Blind. If you're a fan of the Duck Dynasty family, uh, the Robertsons, this is kind of a story of Phil Robertson, the dad. Um, and he and his wife, their early life, how he was making bad choices and almost lost his family. Um, and just what got him through that to the other side, to the family that we all know from television, you know, oh, cool. a very, very Christian oriented family. Um, and it is PG-13, hour 48 minutes. So that's a good to me. That's the perfect length of a movie. Not too long, not too, too short. short. Yeah. Um, and then there's the kill room. Now this one sounds kind of gory, but it's actually, um, a room about, I mean, a movie about kind of an underground art thievery ring, um, going on. But what really stands out about this movie is the cast. You've got Uma Thurman in it and Samuel L. Jackson. So, Hmm. you know, we saw them together in Pulp Fiction. So it's kind of cool that they're back together again. It is rated R um, for drug use, language violence. Um, And then finally, there's one being released in theaters. And if you have Apple TV Plus, you can stream it at home this weekend called Flora and Son. This one stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt as kind of a washed up singer who um, comes into contact with this mother who is struggling. She's got a teenage son who is just always in trouble. And the police suggest to her, why don't you find him a hobby? You know, come up with something that can occupy his time. Maybe that'll help keep him out of trouble. And so she picks up a guitar for him. And so that's how he and this musician, um, you know, start a relationship and, you know, it just shows it's kind of a, a mother-son. based on a true story? No. Um, not Probably. that I know of. Um, 
but it's it's a really cool story of just like a mother and son and you know that unique relationship and then how people can really pull each other up when needed i wonder what they're thinking is of doing both in theaters and streaming i wonder if it's kind of like seeing if if it'll push people to get a stream like to stream it or and they'll yeah. still get paid or go to the theaters and see it, still get paid. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either because you don't see that much anymore. Of course, we saw it during COVID, um, but it was more streaming only. Mm-hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I think The Little Mermaid's finally streaming it now is, on, yeah. on Disney Plus, and that mm-hmm. took a while. You know, normally, even back whenever you would have to wait for the DVD, there was like that big gap yes. between when it was in the theater to when you would get your... You get your DVD. We last DVD we actually bought because we travel. When we travel, we have the kids a little. So the Mario and it felt so weird buying a DVD. I have not bought a DVD <laughs> and I can't tell you when's the last time I had actually bought like a movie DVD. But you know we have a little stack for our little thing for for the road. But yeah, because that used to be the thing. You would wait I for know. the new release. Well, and you remember there were rows and rows of them, and now it's like one tiny little section. Or you have to buy them, or you have to buy them online. That was like the yeah. big thing. You would you would wait and have the, you know, you go to the new releases and either purchase them, or at that time you were still going to um, Blockbuster or those type of places. And so, yeah, I think it'd be cool to see the DVDs coming back. I can't be the only one that's bought one here recently. Well, vinyl made a comeback, so who knows what'll happen in twenty years? Our kids will be buying DVDs again. The only thing I appreciate about no DVD like is space. Oh, yeah. But then some of you, you worked that into your decor. It was like you had the whole, you had, and you knew who was OCD. They were in alphabetical <laughs> order, and then you had the others to just sort of yeah. put, it, put it up there. All right, not seeing Saul, but appreciate the fact that it's number 10 is coming out. But, um, but yeah, thank you, Tanya, for giving us our opportunities this weekend to see movies. You guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. In fact, Jeff and Pontotoc let us know that our Roku app is back up and working, so you can catch Super Talk there. You can catch Middays with Jar Gibbert. He is going to be at the 27th annual cruise in the coast coming up on Wednesday. Many of you are gearing up for that. It's America's best car show, as voted by USA Today, and you don't want to miss it. So that's Middays with Jar Gibbert from the Biloxi Town Green on Wednesday, and then Sports Talk Mississippi, which they are.
are coming up next after Good Things. They will be at Mississippi's only PGA Tour event, the Sanderson Farms Championship. That's next Thursday. And Middays will be there also next Friday. If you want tickets and more information on that, go to sandersonfarmschampionship.com. So a busy upcoming week here on Super Talk. All right, Mr. Saul, historian over there. Have you seen all 10 of them? Or, well, no. obviously not 10. Have you? Did you ever go to the movies and pay money to watch it? No. Oh, good. Okay, we can still be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen... I want to say I've seen the first two multiple times, and I might have seen the third one once. Who's the creator But I got to the point it? where I was just like, I, I don't care about these. Is it the these. same thing, or is it the same sort of like premise every time? Pretty much. I mean, you, you have a, a guy or his minions that doesn't appreciate scammers or people with a hidden past or a double life. So he puts them through these ordeals so that when they either succumb to the ordeal or survive the ordeal, either way, they're going to be either gone or a better person. It's really twisted and weird. Who's the creator of it? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you that way. And so, but it's also like a puzzle, like a game, like it's a. It's known for having twists, I'll put it that way. Right. So it's not like when people say they went to the escape room, figured it out, and got out alive. So there's not really, once you get in there, is there, other than taking off a limb, is there a way to, like, figure out the game and get out? Uh, yes and no. Like, without spoiling anything for, for people that might want to go back and watch Ooh, a several-year-old movie. There are, there's at least one instance I can think of where if the person had just listened a lot of could have been avoided mm -hmm. but, but you're in a hysterical state right i mean in that case it was it was telling a man his son is in a safe place just wait and come to find out his son was in a safe place and if he had just waited everything would have been okay but i that was i think that was in the second one and the second one was the main reason i, I kind of tuned out the first one had an amazing twist. It was just one of those where you didn't see it coming, no matter who. Nobody saw that one coming. It's like the sixth sense. Nobody saw the twist coming. But by the time the second one rolled around, they're in a house, and the windows are boarded up so they can't get out. And I'm thinking, well, I would have tried the roof. I'm pretty sure he didn't armor-proof the roof. So if you can figure your way sort of out of it, then it takes it, it kind of takes the fun of watching it out. Yeah. It's kind of like other scary movies where... Yeah, it's like, why did you run upstairs instead of out the front, front door? door? Or the commercial... Why are you hiding behind the wall of chainsaws? chainsaws? What's the commercial that pokes fun at that? I don't know. But they do. It feels like that is kind of the mo of scary movies as we sort of move into this season that seems like everything wants to be scary and horror but in the in that realm though do you prefer jumps well that goes to like spooky versus slasher can, can you separate those two at this point i would prefer something that's a little bit more cerebral something that makes you think a little bit like um ah, bruce willis six cents yes yeah, something like that compared to a jump because I'm not trying to ruin it for anybody, but in just about any horror movie, unless it's very well made, 
and I mean very well made, where they're thinking outside the box and not just following the formula. You can tell when a jump, stairs, a jump scare is coming simply by paying attention. Either there's going to be a long, drawn-out zoom, or the music's going to go completely silent. And then there's a moment. And then there's the jump scare. Where you, I scream. You know it's coming. Doesn't matter. I don't know what's coming. I know it's coming, but I don't know what the what is or how it's going to be, usually. And it's a Geico commercial, they said. Oh, like Derek and Greenwood, Seven. Seven was a good one. That's then. a cerebral horror, yeah. Yeah, that kind of still... Yeah, I would... What's in the box? But yeah, it was one right up there, too. I liked Sixth Sense, but I didn't take it as like a horror, like a scary movie. It was a thriller. Yes, I like that word better. Psychological thriller. Right. I prefer that. Yeah, I'd rather have a psychological thriller over a horror movie any day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into the gory slasher scary thingy medoodles at all. There's but, only so many ways you can take somebody apart with a chainsaw. But if you go see it, you can let us know your movie review about it. Uh, we'll be sure to share it. All right. Stick with us, though. You got more coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.